Uh, what's up, Mike? What's up, Walker? Should we do this? Let's do it. Welcome to Walls Down Podcast. I'm Walker. I'm Mike. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about stories and masculinity. This week we got Richie on with us. Yeah. The, uh, in our next segment, telling his story. Um, let's jump right into it, Mike. What uh, What's going on this week? Man, it's been a good week. Um, finally feel comfortable back in New York, back in my routine. Um, I just got back from L.A. like two weeks ago, so uh-huh. finally I feel grounded in New York. Um, started working, uh, picked up working back on my essay for Columbia. Okay. Um, got some edits back from a friend of mine who's a writer. Um, feeling excited about that, that yeah. process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is no fear about like this whole process of like applying to Columbia for 2019. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like, oh, I can't do it. But I finally sat down, wrote the essay. It was terrible. <laughs> it was so fucking terrible. When was the last time you wrote an essay? I've never written an essay. Really? No. <laughs> Not for school or anything? No, I had people write it for me. Oh, I would like go. flirt. There you go. Yeah. And then like have someone do my homework <laughs> for me. Or because I was playing basketball and I was like one of the top basketball players in high school, like I got special treatment. So I never really like took like school uh, serious. And I put that in my essay. Like I never took yeah, school yeah. serious because I was so good at basketball that they just like let me get by. Yeah. Even though I was ineligible one time, like I still like after that I was like, okay, I got to take it serious. But mm-hmm. my version of serious was not very serious. So well, it's, yeah, it's like we talked about before on here. Like that's one of those uh, the privileges you got from mm-hmm. being good at basketball. Yeah. So it was like cool to sit down and just like write. And then Lauren, my roommate, she read it and she like laughed. She was like, "Are you serious?" I was like, <laughs> "How yeah. did that feel?" I, well, I knew. Blooded. No, no, no. It was. It didn't feel bad at all because I knew like I have terrible. Like I'm terrible at writing, mm. grammar, all of that. Yeah. So like. There was no expectations of it, like, to be good. I just, like, literally dumped all my thoughts out on this paper. And yeah, the way yeah. they wanted structure is, like, the way we speak at, like, meetings. So it was, like, what it's like, oh, yeah, what it's yeah, like yeah. now. And what it... It's like your personal essay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was, like, easy to, like, just dump all my thoughts out onto a paper. Yeah. Put some music on and just, like, chill. Yeah. So now my roommate, my other roommate, Aaron, she's, like helping me structure it and like put it into paragraphs because i did not put it into paragraphs <laughs> it's just like it was like literally one. just like here you go <laughs> grammar was terrible <laughs> misspelled words <laughs> it was all fucking bad dude it was so fucking yeah. bad but well, it was good to like actually sit there and like take that first step yeah um got all the informations got all my transcripts like good to go yeah so like it's literally step by step so there is no like room for like fear or mm. anything it's like all right cool i can do this um and let the chips fall where they fall i mean that i think that speaks to where you are compared to like when i was applying to grad school like every step i was like shooting my pants <laughs> like because I, I mean i hadn't been in school for like seven years or eight seven or eight years or something like that and i just it was just like such a mountain like they're like get your transcript like that was so hard because i also went to like 
three or four different schools when I was an undergrad. So I had to like go get all of them and figure out how. And they're like, what's your student ID number? And I'm like, that was long time eight ago. years ago. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And so I had to figure all that stuff out and like calling people. And, and, you know, it was like, for me, there were so many chances to just be like, fuck this. Like, mm-hmm. this is hard. I don't want to do mm-hmm. this anymore. Um, the, the personal essay part was okay. Like that part I didn't mind. Cause yeah, it's so easy. It's just like talking about yeah. yourself and that kind of thing. Which I can obviously do plenty. Same. I do <laughs> Same. Uh, everybody can hear. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, I there was definitely, in retrospect, I see that it was a, like, yeah, it was just one step, like mm-hmm. a, that I had learned how to do live that way. But um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely insecure. But and the other thing was is like. I think the difference, because I was in an even way different place then than I am now, as far as like in what we talk about on this thing of like, I was at least able to admit to people that I was like stressed and needed help. Because that was a big thing. I could always tell people I was stressed, but like really asking for help, like sending, I sent it to my essay to like two or three people that edited it for me. And like, I remember when I was in college and stuff, I wouldn't ever ask people to like read over my papers or like look at this. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, I can just do it on my own. I'll do it myself. And I'm sure, I mean, I think a lot of people do that, but, you know, I I do think that that's influenced some by, like, my, like, version of masculinity or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just like, no, no, no. Like, and I would also, like, do a terrible, I would, like, write them the night before or whatever. I mean, I think that has to do with a lot of things and maybe not masculinity, but, well, so what's the next step with it? Just continuing to write it and Mm. review it. I think for me, because like I literally don't know what I'm getting myself into, uh-huh. there is no room for fear. I'm literally like a little kid, like, oh, okay, this is what I should do next? Cool. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm just asking questions. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And I have all these people that are willing to help me. So it's just like, all right, cool, I'll do it. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think it makes me think of that like classic. And, and again, like, I don't, I, I'm sure this is still a classic thing, but like that thing of like a man, a man won't pull over and ask for directions yeah. or like a man won't like, I was definitely that. Like, I remember when I first, it wasn't when I first moved to New York. It was when I first, I came out here in college. I did like a film workshop thing, like five weeks out here. And I was, I wanted so badly to look like I knew what I was doing. I was from here. I didn't want people to question it. Mm-hmm. I would walk around. I, one, I refused to take the subway because I was so scared I was going to get on the wrong train and like go just the complete wrong direction. So instead of just like asking, I would just walk. I remember I, my mom visited me and I walked like 80 blocks to her hotel and she no. was like, what you, why did you do that? And, um, and then, but yeah, like I would never ask people directions or like if I was turned around, I would never. And now by the, when I moved here this time, I just like did not care at all about that. Like I'll grab a stranger and ask him or like yeah. pop into a bodega and be like, where am I? Or what is this? Um, but yeah. And I think with those kind of like figuring out life things, you know, it's like we talk, I was thinking about this cause actually I talked to my dad this week and my dad's been listening to the show and he's like, it's yeah. great. I love it. Um, and you know, I've t- we've talked on here about like, um, like I've said, like, I think my dad would be there for me, like when mm-hmm. I was growing up. I, and the more and more I think about it, I'm like, I have no doubt he would have, like, if I'd gone to him with like problems or whatever, he would have been there for me. I just like didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I like wasn't, I, I think I felt too like he doesn't want me to, or he'll be ashamed of me if I do like admit I can't do it. And like, 
I don't know where I got that message because that, that's, I mean, he is more stoic and quiet, but I, he never like shamed me. Like, and he was always willing, you know, if any of my siblings were having problems or anything, he was not like a like shut up and tough it up. Like he might make that joke because my mm-hmm. dad's very sarcastic, yeah. but like he would always be there. So yeah, that message of like, which speaks to, you know, the depths of pain that I went to before I got sober you know, I, I like, I had an intervention. I, that was the only, I couldn't even ask for help. I didn't Mm -hmm. even know like how to, and I think I was like in so much pain and it wasn't, didn't feel like a pride thing, but it felt like I just, again, we talked about this before, like I didn't have that language. Did you know how to ask those questions? No, that's what I'm saying. Like it wasn't that I was like, I have a problem, but I, I, I refuse to help people or to ask for help. I was like, Law. I was just yeah. like, I have to deal with this, mm-hmm. and this is who I am, and yeah. yeah. So, well, <laughs> I don't know that that. Uh, I mean, what about you? Like you, because I know your story of like how you asked for help, and like what was that like? That big ask for help. I mean, when I first like called the woman, like called the rehab, the woman was like tell your grandmother and i was like fuck no (laughs) and i I hung up on her (laughs) and i went and got high and literally by the grace of god like this is literally the universe and god like i was sitting in my grandmother's bathroom Uh about to get high and this woman called she called me back yeah and like we talk about that small window of like hope like i jumped through and she was like you need to go tell your grandmother yeah and i was like okay and i i don't i was on autopilot oh yeah i wouldn't have like went in there it was like literally something picked me up like off out, the toilet yeah, out and of was your like, mind. Yeah. yeah go in there and tell her yeah. and i remember telling her like i'm using heroin and she's like what <laughs> she, literally, she thought it was weed like, she thought it was weed she had no idea did you like i just want to and maybe you don't remember did you like preface it like grandma i need to tell you something yeah like, yeah it okay, was like I grandma. Didn't know you just walked into the room <laughs> grandma, like, using grandma weed. i'm using heroin <laughs> <laughs> turn the TV just down drop a little that bit. bomb on her <laughs> no i was like grandma i need to uh, tell you something she's like what yeah. i took a deep breath and i was like i'm using heroin yeah and literally from then on like from that point it was like we were taking little steps to like that's what i'm because <clears throat> was it like grandma i'm using heroin and i need you to call this place and no get it was me like set up that was it. You just it was had like, to say, I, I, I need help. I need help. I was yeah. like, I'm using heroin and I need help. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Because I think that is a big piece of it too, is mm-hmm. like, and maybe I still struggle with this a little. It's like, wh- I, I'll ask for help if I know what I what the answer is, what I need. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'll ask you for help if I'm like, yeah, I need you to do this, this, this for me, which is still like this mm. prideful kind of like, and really like, yeah, like, having an intervention was really, it's like I walked in and it was like, again, like kind of that moment of clarity where I walked in, I was like, Oh, like that, maybe that's what I need. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where it was like, it was outside of what I I didn't know how to ask for help because I didn't know what I needed. Yeah. Um, and so like, yeah, it's so easy to ask for help when I'm, it's like, can you hand me that wrench or like, can you hold this for, you know, or like, I need you to do this for me. That's like, that's a different kind of help than to admit like I'm fully lost. Yeah. And, but, but uh, like the funny thing is, is like, really, I feel like if you just say, 
this is what's going on, mm-hmm. then like people can, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I still, that's something to still work on. Like that, like admitting I fully don't know. Yeah. But. Yeah, this is, I mean, moving to New York this mm. like last year. Yeah. Um, has definitely put me in a place where I have to like depend on other people yeah. and ask for, for help. Like mm-hmm. Richie, like who's our guest who's coming on. Like I remember when I was looking for an apartment and I just saw this apartment on like South fourth or whatever. And there was literally no sink <laughs> in the bathroom. And I was oh, I like fucking that. broken. And I come walking down the street and him and our boy Liam are sitting. And I was just like, I just saw this apartment. I think I'm going to take it. There's no doors. There's no <laughs> sink. And Richie goes like this. He looks me in the eye and was like, you don't have to live like that. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, Richie, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have an apartment. He's like, listen, Mike, everything's going to be fine. And like literally like a couple of days later, I'm like walking around Williamsburg with like my luggage and like I go to his house and we're like sitting there and I'm just like broken. Mm-hmm. Just like, fuck this. Like, I hate New York. I hate everything. Fuck you, God. Like, and Richie's like, have you eaten? <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> was like, what the fuck am I going to eat? Like, I can't live. I can't find a place to live. He's like, all right, come on. We're going to go eat. Let's get a sandwich. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, let's go get some food. And I'll never forget that. Like. I had to like learn how to like depend on other people yeah. because like my had to be pride, vulnerable. Yeah, I yeah. had to be this new level of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And for me, like being a man, like oh, I got this. Like I'm moving to yeah. a new city. Like I'm coming from LA. Like I had success in LA. It's just gonna translate over to New York. Yeah, yeah. And New York was like, nope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like no, kid. <laughs> you gotta learn like the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna either gonna sink or swim. For so, sure, yeah. Yeah, you have to get vulnerable. You have to be willing or else you're just going to fucking leave. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's... Uh, by, well, by the way, I had an apartment that I lived in for like a year and a half that had a bathroom with no sink in it. Yo. I had to go to the kitchen to like brush, brush my teeth. teeth or Yo, wash you don't my have hands. to live like that. <laughs> was, that was like my graduate school, my little like spot. It was a 10 by 7 room oh. and I was renting it, but I didn't really go in the rest of the apartment. So like I had my own bathroom right on my room, but yeah, it had like this little shower and this little... It was like... But literally, I could almost reach the two sides of the room because it was... And now so, we're in so, Crown Heights. And that's right. And now you got, got a got spare room. Nice. I got a spare room Woo! in Crown Heights. Big time. Figured it out. <laughs> All right. So let's take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking to Richie. Bye. Welcome back to Walls Down. I'm one of your hosts, Walker. I'm Mike. We're here with Richie. Yo, What's hey. Up, Richie? What's going on? How are we doing? Hey. Uh, kind of nervous, <laughs> you know? Like, I, I've heard this podcast. Um, I'm a fan, big fan. I love what's going on. And, uh, yeah, it's nice to actually be in the room, you know? Yes. Behind yeah. the scenes. I'm, <laughs> I'm live right now. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Richie is our first uh, guest to come on who has listened. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we haven't because if, if you people don't know that we like backlogged a bunch of episodes before yeah. we put it out. Yeah. And so it's been out for a while now, but yeah, it's cool to have somebody on who's heard it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Very much. And making it so easy to like ask you and then just respond. Yes. <laughs> so I want to thank you for that. Yeah. Oh. Shout out to you. Hey, thank you. <laughs> so the first question we always ask people 
And, you know, since the listener can't see you, but also just to kind of give us a sense of who you are, how would you, how do you identify? I identify as um, a male, um, pretty much whatever that I, I, I struggle with that. Like mm. what, what does it mean to be a man? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I identify with male. Um, and yeah, it's kind of, we'll, we'll get much more. Yeah. Into yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> All right. Well, so, so, okay. Um, we always just start like kind of what were the, earliest messages whether they were verbal nonverbal things you picked up what are kind of the first things you remember about what a man was or what a man wasn't right um for me like so i'm from england i'm from a small town right by wales called hereford um and i mean there there are definitely those kind of like it, uh, like men were very much the, like put the food on the table mm. kind of thing and i i mean like where my my family is um comes from the, like it, there's affluence um there's money in my family uh-huh. and, and the lineage comes through the male heir i have an older sister i'm i'm the eldest so the lineage goes to me bypasses my sister uh, you're the oldest male. I'm the oldest yeah. male in, in the family. Um, and I mean, that wasn't honed in, but it was very much present, you know, like I wasn't told I'm, I'm the male heir. I'm going to like inherit this, but it was, um, it existed, you know? Yeah. And, um, that, that was like there, but it was never like forced upon me. Uh-huh. Um, and, like i'm from a farm too like uh tractors mud um and just like i I had like this huge playground to play in Uh and uh i remember me and my sister used to play like um mummies and daddies and me and my i'd fight my sister to be a mummy as well as like (laughs) doctors and nurses and i'd be like fighting to be the nurse uh do you, do you remember why? No, nah, I, I, well, I think, like, I, I, no, I don't, like, I feel like I was drawn to my mother. Like, I, I always, I liked being nurtured and looked after. And I was like, no, to my sister the whole time. <laughs> like, I'm the mommy. Um, and, yeah, uh, and then, like, later, I feel like I, the playground kind of, informed me to kind of oh this is this is guy mm. stuff football and sports and cartoons too yeah i used to love watching tv on the potty and just looking up and i'd watch like x-men in the 90s oh man like there's like wolverine muscles and yeah. all the rest of it that like aggression i was like fuck it's me i want that um so I was kind of definitely like informed by TV what that looked like, and Arnold Schwarzenegger in the nineties is yeah. like, fuck Terminator, <laughs> the that Christmas one, Jingle All the Way, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Masculine, 
<laughs> yeah, I, but I mean, yeah, Arnold was. I remember going to like an Arnold birthday party where I think we went and saw T two. Maybe I don't remember exactly when that came out, but we saw it, and then we like went back to my friend's house and watched like what did we watch? We watched like three Arnold movies, and I was just like, at the time, I wasn't really an Arnold fan, but I was like, I, I was like, him. dude, this dude is huge. Like, yeah. This guy is <laughs> yeah. like like Commando, where he's just like ripping cars apart with his bare hands. Like, all right, yeah. Uh, well, so you said, well, I'm kind of interested, like what a couple things you said, you said, I liked being nurtured. So I identified was your mom for sure. Like the nurturing one in the family. Yeah. I think, um, my mom was definitely, um, yeah, the one who I would, and I also had nannies too. So there was this kind of like maternal hugs, Hmm. like, okay, I can get the ice cream from, mom or Kathy the nanny and uh so I was definitely like trying to like get that kind of affection and love from an early age um and yeah so I was kind of like chasing that then yeah and then so you said you know, kind of you took it to the playground, which is kind of always like mm-hmm. in all these, it's like where yeah. you go and you have like this idea from home and then you yeah. take it out in the world and you're like, Hey, what do you guys think about this? And you get that feedback. Yeah. Do you remember kind of the clash between the kid who wanted to be the nurse or the mom and then what you like meeting with those other messages? Yeah. I mean, I didn't, there was no like wait there was very much like i i was very good at adapting mm-hmm. you know like yep. i didn't i was very much like waiting till i'd be the second one to say oh yeah okay cool yeah 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 and jump in and play football or whatever yeah, yeah. it was uh, yeah me too i like that too yeah. yeah just like wait to see what wait yeah and then okay yeah strategic yeah this is what's cool yeah <laughs> scheming very scheming strategic. oh I see. totally <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and Did you ever like playing sports or you just Oh like- yeah. No, I um and I think for me, like my mom passed away when I was eight. Mm. Um and I remember I became the water boy. Like essentially I became like Adam Sandler in that <laughs> I took that rage of my mom yeah. passing and put it into being the fullback, which is kinda like the last man standing to take down the the opposing rugby player and take him out. And yeah. I was great. And then my mom actually passed and I didn't have this outlet. Like it didn't make sense for me to kind mm-hmm. of go in on this person when like I used, I was like, this guy's cancer and mm-hmm. my mom passed from cancer. And I was like, oh. I'm going to take this guy down. Yeah. Um, and I did that, and then it, she passed, and I was like, it, it just sucks getting hurt huh. when I, I get hit or couldn't tackle them and, like, get taken out. And, like, I went to boarding school, too, which is just a... It's, <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah. It, well, it's hard to grieve, you know, I, um, for, like my mom passing i didn't um it wasn't like i i didn't see much grieving going on 
like crying from my dad or and like a man in that position like that that's fucking hard you mm. know like to actually um tell your kids that um mum's not going to be around anymore yeah you know um and i remember like what i remember of that time was um not a lot really mm-hmm. um but i just there was this kind of like dissociation of like reality like i just it never made sense to me that like this could happen you know because yeah. I, I like watch movies and see like all these happy endings disney what what have you and I was just like, this doesn't make sense at all. Um, yeah. And then I was kind of like, yeah, really like, well, okay. Uh, I got to, this like nine-year-old voice is like, okay, I'm going to fend for myself now. Mm-hmm. I got to, mm. I got to survive. And I very much kind of like, and I, I had a lot of support from my friends because my friends were kind of family friends in, in like, I knew them outside of school and they very, they were very supportive and they, they kind of had my back and like, yeah, uh, you kind of like as a kid, like nine, 10, 11, like fending for yourself is, it, it it's um it, it, i just it, i i still can't make sense of it now uh-huh. mm. you know because it well it, it's interesting it's like goes to like what we were talking about in the first part where like i don't know how a nine-year-old kid would know what to ask yeah. for right yeah. he wouldn't you know like he let alone feeling comfortable asking for help but like knowing what help to ask for yeah yeah. How was your relationship <clears throat> with your dad before and after your mom passed away? Well, what did that look like? My, like, it's it's like it's the way, it's still the same, you know. Like, mm. uh, I feel like my dad had to take on a lot of responsibilities mm-hmm. after my mom passed away, yeah. and it was it was difficult for him. Um, I feel like, like we would always play football and stuff in the garden. I like kick the ball around. Um, and then I went to boarding school and I'd come back home and we'd watch TV together. Um, and I feel like my dad, um, was always there for me and it didn't look the way like the Disney movies presented, yes. you know? Yeah. I relate. And that, yeah. it took, that has taken me a long time to figure mm-hmm. out, you know, mm-hmm. like my dad likes watching rugby night, right? Like now. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just like have to, uh, I'm there with him. Like when I go back home, I don't like spend a lot of time at home, but like when I'm at home, I'm like doodling on my iPad, like, doing stuff while he's there you know Mm. and we kind of have that union there Mm. um and like (laughs) i wasn't like a great sportsman 
Um, I wasn't like an academic either. Um, so, and I like had my things like being dyslexic and like trying to get through a kind of schooling, like I found school a challenge. Um, and like he, he was always there, you know, um, and always supportive. Uh, although he wouldn't be like, and he wouldn't push me either, you know, like he wouldn't be like, why don't you kind of do this? There, there were kind of like a couple of, a couple of times where it'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> do you, do you really want to do this? Mm. Uh, um, he was, it sounds like he was sort of there if you were needed him, yeah. if you need, yeah, 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 wanted yeah. it, came to him, but like there, you may, again, maybe you just didn't know to come to him. Or yeah, right. Know, yeah. I didn't, I didn't have the kind of emotional vocabulary to yeah, say, yeah. hey, I feel this way. And also yeah. like, um, I'm watching this guy kind of go through that and be like, like he, he he hasn't like put his head down and like he has never said to me that he's in pain. Um, yeah. Yeah. So how could, why would yeah. you, how, yeah. how do I know that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that was when you were eight and then you were going through that and, and you went to boarding school for like high school or like, yeah. From the, from like eight till 18 okay um, i was in boarding school um and i oh man puberty is a fucking nightmare <laughs> uh, well uh, yeah i feel like you hear all these things about boarding school and like obviously they're different different places yeah and different boarding schools are different but like what was that like the idea because like that is like that part where you start to like masculinity maybe becomes a little different or like yeah. it means something different and you're figuring something like what was that part like i found like board, boarding school was like i went to a sport like my school was known for its sports mm. um and i kind of and there are women at the school too and i feel like i i developed like an alpha complex there huh that um in that like the jocks like the big rugby jocks were kind of glorified and i was like oh man okay right i gotta be a jock mm. kind of thing so i would um yeah i was a late bloomer <laughs> so yeah, yeah. like i would go to the gym and just like shred try and get big like drink so much protein and like mm do that um but i never like i didn't get there <laughs> but i was like always trying you know uh -huh. and it served me in the long like i still go to the gym and i'm like oh yeah great you know it gets me out of bed and kind of keeps me like alive and awake in my body but do you still identify with this kind of like masculinity thing like you feel more masculine the way you work out or no like i've change like i when i first came to new york i definitely like i did boxing mm. and that was very like i felt there's a connection between of like aggression and rage well you punch the bag and um for me like <laughs> 
<laughs> I work out some rage and I'm like yeah. getting angry about like a resentment from a week ago while I'm punching the bag <laughs> and the memory comes back. I'm like, fuck you. Um, <laughs> uh, and I, I, I love that, but, and I know that kind of plays into the male dynamic, definitely, of, like, protecting and all that. It's really, um, I found it really challenging with the Me Too movement, like, mm. to understand, like, to come from a female perspective and understand it whilst being a male, being a male and, like, looking at it and being like oh man what what's mm. going on um because like i understand it it's fucked up you know yeah. um there are like i just i find it hard <laughs> hard to like like i'm just like oh fuck again <laughs> yeah you know with all these people um like again, another like another are we still, like, yeah, like another person coming up, and I'm just, it's just like, like a reminder of just like how fucked up this thing is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, bef- going back, like, so you said, like, I tried to get there, I tried in high school, like, you know, we've talked a lot about like sports and what that meant and all those kind of things, mm. and you said like I never got there. So what kind of effect did that have on you when you saw it? You were trying to be this thing. Yeah, and- so I never like blended with the uh, academics. I didn't blend with the sports crowd, and so I moved to the arts crowd, mm-hmm. and that's where um, drugs, <laughs> drugs were there, um, and alcohol. And I loved being a mess. I was like, mm. oh right, okay. I get to kind of live this um, or emulate a rock style <laughs> lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drinking and um, partying. And yeah, like it was a badge. It was definitely something that I love to kind of live in. Um, and I, I, yeah, it just kind of, like it was it was my thing at uh, high school like from 16 to 18 i was like oh it's richie he's unpredictable that's what i was going for yeah whether (laughs) whether it came out i don't know but uh i like i remember i took my house master's daughter to the prom uh for my last year and (laughs) i got so drunk before i got there and like i lasted an hour at this prom i didn't even know there was a dinner i like <laughs> i vomited everywhere i got thrown in the trucks and and i woke up the next day with like a heart monitor on my thumb and like my tuxedo that i'd wet worn the night before uh-huh. and i was like i wore that like i was like oh cool so yeah. I wore it the whole next day, like, oh, yeah, this is kind of great. It was like an identity that you could, yeah. could fulfill. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I, I get really? that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's that was the thing where I was saying, like, I was f- fine. Academically, I was fine. Playing sports, I was fine. Neither was I. Re- and when I found drinking and partying, I was like, I'm, I'm good at this. Like, mm. I'm really good. And I love that, like... I remember this time, like, it was after 
it was the, I don't know. I like, we had gone out and partied all night. And I'd like slept in a bathtub because I thought I was going to throw up or something. So I just like, and then we like went to breakfast the next morning and I like threw up all in the parking lot the next day. And I like had, I just like put sunglasses on. I had like puke on my face. And we like oh. ran into people from the football team where I played. They were out selling these cards to raise money for the team. And I had forgotten I was supposed to be there. And they're like, what the fuck? Where were like, they were out trying to sell them. And we ran in and I just like, had sunglasses on i i remember thinking i was so cool like yeah man like i'm just too hungover yeah. like, you know what i mean and, and like i'm a man i'm yeah. hungover it's like i'm yeah. too cool for that shit yeah right yeah. right it's definitely like oh yeah cool cool <laughs> cool is a big part of it for me yeah oh. well so so let's take a break and then when we come back i want to talk about kind of like post high school what that looked like, like taking that version out into the world and yeah. what the what cool happened? version. The cool, the, the cool identity dude. you figured out. Watch like out, guys. Found... <laughs> Watch out. Cool That's dude. It. Coming uh, through. Coming up next. <laughs> we'll be right back. Bye. Welcome back, everybody, to Walls Down. I'm Walker. I'm Mike. Got Richie here. Hey. Um, so I actually have to go in a little bit, so we do a little, uh, I want to hear a little more before I go though, and then, uh, Mike and Richie will finish it up, but, so let's just jump right back in, so you, you, in high, in boarding school, you figured out this persona, this, this like, uh, sort of cool yeah cool guy <laughs> but i'm sure cool. i'm sure you didn't think of it at that <laughs> no, time i i definitely was like oh i'm a rock star yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what rock star were you like who did you like look up oh, to man it, oh. <laughs> okay give us your top two okay top so it would be like keith richards uh-huh. kind of um oh, who else was i listening it was all my dad's music um pink floyd yeah beatles um led zeppelin uh, yeah jimmy page kind of and hendrix you figured it out that was your cool. yeah that was my cool yeah which is it's <laughs> funny because minute. those guys you know and we could do a whole thing on music and everything but like those guys i feel like they weren't quite the like glam kind of gender kind of fluid guys of like Mm. the 70s like bowie and like freddie mercury and stuff but they weren't like you know david lee roth and like the hair metal like uber masculine guys of like the 80s they were more they were something kind of they weren't quite that like the glam yeah yeah. Yeah. they they definitely there was a dusty quality like there's a kind of a grit um i feel uh with them that I was like, this, this is cool. And I, I was trying very hard to be a man, you know, like as a teenager, not kind of like being late to puberty. I was like, Oh God, I'm, I'm behind kind of thing. Mm. And so like to gravitate towards these idols, I was like, okay, let's get fucked up. Yeah. And and that's my thing. So I did that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> even and, the, even that phrase is so funny because yeah. it's like it's like let's let's like 
do damage to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like right. let's fuck things up and fuck ourselves up. Like, but that's right. like a positive thing. Yeah, it's oh, viewed yeah. as a positive. Let's get fucked up. Yeah, you're not like let's go out tonight. And I hope we don't get too drunk, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's stay safe out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. So post high post, school, post high school, I um everything was a problem mm. like i went from high school and i was at home and i was working on the farm like knocking apples off trees it's a cider farm and it's 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 beautiful um and i was just like i, <laughs> I was listening to the pixies and neil young and uh lou reed and i was like oh god I'm an artist. I just haven't been discovered yet. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm knocking fucking apples off trees. Yeah. What am I doing here? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, yeah, no, to- there is that like artist drug and alcohol using right. like kind of masculine this, right. like, archetype of like, and like, uh, pouring drugs and alcohol onto that. It's like a part of the art, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm totally going to get to this kind of creative higher ground. Yeah. Um, and there were magic mushrooms. I used to like, <laughs> I picked and ate and would go back home and be like, whoa. <laughs> um, I remember, yeah, that that's a different story, but it, it just, I was like, yeah. Home is the problem. And then mm. it's in the middle of nowhere. I was like, yeah, okay, let's let's get out of here. Because yeah. um, I'm not known. And then I went to, <laughs> I went to London. And um, I was staying at a friend's place. I lived there. And um, I literally, I remember how I like broke it off at home. I was like, I... I'm going to London. I told my dad and my stepmom, I was like, I'm going to London and in two weeks. And I hadn't even like formulated the plan. I was just like, I'm going. And I went, got a place and uh, I was looking for a job in London. Oh, aspiring actor, by the uh-huh. way. Um, always kind of like was acting through high school. And I was like, I want to be an actor. I want to kind of do this. And so I was like, I thought I was auditioning for drama schools turns out i found this out later along the line i didn't show up to any auditions (laughs) (laughs) i just like (laughs) sign up like pay the money for the audition Uh and not go to the audition um i went to a, a couple of the prestigious schools like i went to one or two but like i did this for two years like in london trying to like get into acting education doing this kind of drama school thing and it just wasn't working Uh um and in the meantime i'd also managed to get a job modeling um i work uh like i went to paris milan that picked up and um i i was like yeah i'm kind of doing doing it good you know like it's going good uh i go to like things are happening i'm doing yeah yeah this is all right on paper everything's great i've got a job i've got a flat and everything is paid for um and it just got to a point where i was going to the club on the weekends and i was trying to like control it you know control um control my misery yeah. essentially like troll like <laughs> oh uh, yeah <laughs> the um drugs and alcohol and it just got to a point where it's like 
I, I, I remember I was like waiting on the platform and viscerally I, I wanted to throw my body in front of it. And I was like, I like, I couldn't put two and two together. I just ran away, ran from the platform back home to my place and tried to cry. Huh. And it sounded like a bird, like a baby bird, just kind of go, like, try, but, and also not having the self-esteem to cry huh. whilst crying and kind of shaming myself. So, like, it would be really resistant, like, completely blocked off to the point where I was like, uh, I just, I don't, I feel broken. I'm broken. I am broken. Like, I want to have these feelings. I want to cry, but also I'm ashamed that I want it. Right. Ashamed to cry. And like this, like this cloud and it followed me everywhere. Mm. Um, of just like, like the voice that comes with like waking up in the morning and I'd be like, Oh, I can't hear it. I can't hear it. I go to Lou. And then it's like, Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, f- yeah. Oh, I thought I thought it'd be a nice day today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and that thing that you just can't escape, and you feel like you can't, uh, like you can't get out of it. Like there's like resigned to it. I guess yeah. maybe it's like this is this is what I deserve, or this right. is what, yeah. And there's also like a a part of it of like and uh, speaking to the masculinity of like okay this is my struggle mm. and I've got to own this, um, which for me is my kind of like struggle with my masculinity. It's like ah oh, it's a part of the struggle like owning owning, um, and I I don't think that's like a bad thing, um, but it like it didn't allow me to ask for help. Uh-huh. you know yeah like that is a thing that is con- constant for me asking people hey look actually i don't know you know because i i do a lot of like autopilot i'm i'm okay i got this and i did that mm, till i was 21 <laughs> yeah yeah you know um so what happened at 21 21 i was like i i, I had a like breakdown like with the I I wanted. I I was on my way back from home and uh, from London to uh, home, uh, and I was in the car with my dad, and I was like, I I feel broken. I just feel like a robot. I'm doing the same thing over and over again, and and then he he it was the first time like I'd seen him kind of open up and be like, well yeah you're it's it's okay kind of thing and um we'll get you help and i was like whoa it's the first time i had actually like initiated that you know like asked for help and got help like because i'd always like passively like try to like be like i'm okay i'm okay Yeah, like trying to prove it trying to, to prove it to myself and at the same time be like this martyr to my pain yeah um i don't want to <laughs> i think it was funny that right as you were talking about the, the bells, first moment you the said bells that, went off the <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> i thought that too <laughs> i was like holy shit <laughs> this moment where you say i'm broken and your father opens up to you yeah 
It's like we put those in. Those are just the bells of the neighborhood, people. Wow. Um, I love that you caught that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so okay, so then you you pushed past that thing, or, or for whatever reason, you weren't, you did that thing that maybe wasn't masculine, right? Mm. Like, so what then happened? What, what? I then, like, I went back, um, I started getting help, um, and, uh, I got sober and that, like the work I had to do there really kind of like allowed me to kind of, um, see myself in a different light, see myself from a different perspective. Um, and it's something that like I have to keep on doing, you know, um, I uh, I got sober in London, moved here, and I've been in New York for seven years now. It's wild. I love it here. Um, and I love it also just because um, there's so much freedom around who you can be here. Um, I like I, I'm very much kind of from. Uh, like I feel archetypes are a big part of me uh-huh. you know identifying with that and like okay that's that looks cool let's do that um, and I followed the path of being an actor from like uh, and I didn't know uh, like I, I, I don't act at the moment and that's not to say that I don't want to I like comedy definitely but uh, like crying, uh, is a thing that happened from like doing this clown course uh. <laughs> and this <Yes>. like real <laughs> clowning. I was waiting yeah. for this. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. <laughs> yeah. Please talk we about my time. Yeah. Mike also knows Richie really cry well. So time. I feel like Mike is... <laughs> yes. I'm just like waiting for him to talk about this. Oh, uh, yeah. So like. <laughs> essentially it's crying in my room <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh it took me a long time to get to this place where i can be comfortable with crying and i think f- me as a guy i it's a it's a hard thing to do you know to like let the waterworks go yeah. and just be in this place of um crying um how did and, the, what in the clown court like yeah what? uh i was like I was going up on stage, right? And I was trying to impress the teacher. I was uh-huh. like going up on stage and being like, this is my thing. I'm presenting. And the thing is like the realm of clown, you don't like necessarily, um, you don't really have like a dialogue, but you just try and be funny and make people laugh. Uh-huh. And um, I was coming on stage and going, ah, ah. Yeah. and like it got gotten to a point. It's a two week intensive. I was running towards the end of like last three days and I just went I tried this trick I tried it again and everyone's just like looking at me like blinking and I'm like and I just cried I I went for like 20 minutes and it was like I I was having convulsions (laughs) it was like a real scene you know and 
People were laughing, finally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And it was like this thing. And um, I, I just went and it like it was stuck in my body. This like, oh, I can get to this place. Yeah. You know, like I, I found like I was like, I've forgotten how to cry. Mm-hmm. I, I can't cry. You know, I can't. And the thing is, like, I just never gave myself room to cry. Yeah. Like, um, because I think it's kind of condemned. I relate. <laughs> it's yeah. condemned to yeah. cry. Um, <laughs> and I just, like, and I, I give myself time to do that. Like, <laughs> I do cry time once a week, which is, like, I get quiet and I go uh, and like it's in the body. It's the same muscle as laughing, by oh. the way. It's that like <laughs> is like a extroverted version of what crying is, which mm. is like an internal like. Oh. And um, I like the body work for me, like I a lot of grieving has come from that you know like i'm able to like cry about my old history like my mom and like attach that and um own it essentially um which has kind of allowed me to kind of have this like this visceral like life Mm. um the sky's a little bluer you know i'm a little more connected with my body in a way that I'm like, oh, I can kind of see things a little differently. Mm-hmm. The the cloud of the the um, I feel like a lot of um, my like wires kind of chasing being a man was to and the struggles very much like very my version of me and like and now it kind of I I get to see the world a little more and. Yeah be okay with stuff out of my control you know yeah which is it's so counter to like the stereotype of human but masculine and this to be in control and to be in like yet and we've talked about this plenty is like to me it feels so much more masculine to be it's like that idea that like courage is not not having fear courage is having fear and like walking through it or whatever and like that's the thing where i'm like being manly to me is not being like shut down and like controlling this it's like being okay with discomfort and pain and this and like being uh vulnerable like having vulnerability right um you gotta try cry time i know that's i'm like holy (laughs) because i yeah it's been real cry i mean i've recently like it was funny i texted my family text this week i was like I was like, man, what is going on in the world that my n- twice in one week my morning news podcast has almost made me cry. Like yeah. once from mm. once from happiness and once from like sadness and like I'm on the way to the gym and like welling up, but I haven't had that like <gasps> like that kind of cry and I, I honestly I can't remember. I don't we, know. Years and years. <laughs> we did cry time at my apartment. He came uh, over. Yeah, teaching Mike. And he was teaching me. I mean, how to do it. I would definitely be interested. Um, well, so all right, I think so. That's kind of like where you are now, which I fucking love. You said like the skies are a little bluer, and so mm-hmm. and like I, I was just picturing 
it's like you opened this door. Like the door was always there. It was always, you just hadn't opened it. And mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, there's this whole other room. Mm-hmm. Wow. There's this, I didn't even know. Oh, there's these big windows in this room. <laughs> like, um, okay, well, so I, I've got to go. But when we come back, you know, we'll, Mike and uh, Richie will wrap it up, do some questions, do yeah. some, uh, you know, where he's at. Like, I, I mean, I feel like I kind of get a vibe where you are today as a man. But um, yeah, thank, uh, since I have to leave, I want to say thank you so much for being on and uh, everybody for listening. But, uh, and I'll see everyone next week. Bye. All right. Welcome down to the Walls Down podcast. I'm Mike and uh, we got Richie back on here. Hey, hey. Um, So tell me a little bit like what your life looks like today. So... I am living in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a girlfriend. We uh, we just celebrated a year together. Congrats! Thank you. Um, I I'm at school. Um, I'm at a liberal arts school, which uh, is very uh, actually it's um, is interesting. Like uh, I feel. Uh, I I'm I'm going back to school. It's been ten years since I. I been at school like a institution where i have to kind of um show up for and do the work Mm -hmm. and it's different for me like i'm going to school and i'm actually like it's not something that i have to get through you know like it's not like trying to trying to get by uh it's like i want to learn i'm i'm 20 28 this year um and going back to school and with the intention to like find out well what what do I like doing um rather than like okay this is and the school is great for okay it's a new school it kind of caters to like um it has so many different courses and anyway, I'm not plugging the school <laughs> <laughs> um but it definitely does um because it's like it's a progressive school in new york it means that i have to like <laughs> the voices of like what is my identity and what does that mean as a white male at this school and like <laughs> that I, I like i don't know is <laughs> like a bit like i um i i have to ask myself who am I today? <laughs> what What are those questions you ask yourself? Well, identity. Um, like professional wise, like what What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, what does it mean to be a man? Oh, quote unquote man. What does that even mean? You know. Um, what does it mean for you? Oh. Um, <laughs> calling you brother brother uh, <laughs> i wear tank tops and all the rest of it no <laughs> uh, i think for me um i like <laughs> uh, like i don't know honestly like i couldn't i it's hard like there, there are the like uh, the archetype of like whatever like whatever the cartoons kind of inform me or like tv and like masculine muscular um 
jeans, cigarettes, drugs, um, cool hair, <laughs> motorcycle, which I do have. <laughs> You have all those. Oh, damn it. No. Oh, no. You got me. <laughs> I, um, yeah. Like, it's... Um, I don't know. It's not something I can figure out. Um, so, I'm just... I'm trying to focus focus uh, I don't know identity is really like it's grappling and uh, like me thinking about it doesn't really solve it yeah you know, you would know? you say you're like figuring it out as you go day by day yeah 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 that's same for me as far as like I think that's one of the main reasons why I love doing this podcast is because I'm figuring out my own masculinity and like what's okay what's acceptable like you know that's why I love that you were willing to do the cry time with me, mm. you know, because for the longest time I was like, I can't cry. I can't show any emotions. Right. Um, I got to lock this up, right. you know, and if I show any type of emotions, um, people could take advantage of me or I'd be viewed as weak. Right. The whole week, the, the week being bracketed as weak for crying mm-hmm. is... Uh, well, that's shame. That kind of, yeah, that. the shame that comes along with crying. Um, it, it just like, like, and it's really uh, to see that kind of. I I feel like movie culture is kind of moving in like um, a different direction. Maybe I don't know whether it's like progressive, if or if it's getting progressive, but like. Uh, sexuality and like identity is definitely like a topic um that is kind of coming into conversation more mm-hmm. and um like gender identity is um uh, for kids now it's like a, it exists and i mean i don't know i this is probably segueing into a conversation that i mean i have no domain but it's like whoa it's, well, that all ties, I mean, I think that all ties into like gender roles, gender identity, right. that all ties into masculinity, you know, like, I mean, I love that people are voicing their like, well, I'm not male or female, mm. you know, I don't fit into that box. Right. Um, and even though I don't understand it, I think it's beautiful to sit back and watch right. and I'm willing to like, you know, learn because for so long it's like, it's got to be this way. You're either male or female right it's like no yeah yeah um, people yeah the, i'm here for it all yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right let's do the question portion of oh, right. our, our podcast so we're gonna i'm gonna ask you a series of questions and you just answer um however you want to answer okay so question one when are you scared when i don't know when I don't know, I'm I'm scared every day. <laughs> Give me an example. Okay, so um, I mean, school. I get scared when I don't do the homework and I pretend I do and I get <laughs> called out on it, you know. <laughs> but and I pretend I do, but and there's that's the pattern of behavior that's like, um, and I get scared. Ooh, getting honest. Mm. really like i've been scared this whole po- podcast because i'm like what am i saying it's coming out of my mouth and i feel um 
it's scary. It's scary to like really go to a place where I like. I don't know what I'm saying, but I know it. Make like I know it's true. Um, or uh, articulating feelings mm-hmm. too, and being honest about that, being confronted, and being owning up to a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, is I mean I. Having emotion uh, in my relationship, having like an honestly emotional conversation, like this is how I feel when you do this, or I feel this way and I don't know why. Um, it scares me. It scares me because I want control, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think? Because I know for me in my relationships or my experience with women, like a lot of the reasons why I would like lie or. Um, just not overall, just not be responsible or or honest was out of fear of like judgment or like oh I can't express that I'm like scared, yeah. hurt, or vulnerable because that's not masculine, right? You know, uh, yeah, definitely that kind of like okay, I um, this is not what guys do, mm-hmm. um, I. I like going back to crying. Yeah, definitely that. Like, I can't cry. <laughs> Was um, uh, that's kind of like the closest I could get to crying. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah, being accountable. Um. To. To having feelings and not uh, and i know uh, and it's very easy to say i'm not scared of my feelings but i do get scared yeah same you know, you know like whether it's anger or like being um like being a mess i i um when i uh am in like a place where i don't like how i'm portraying myself but i'm really being real mm-hmm. to how i feel um uh, and that, that for me, uh, going angry, um, that, that's like, that's the place where I'm like, I don't like the, I don't like shouting or I don't like feeling angry. And I do get scared there cause I don't know what can happen. And it's already like anger is like a place for me where like, I don't know what's going to happen. It's really sponta- uh, spontaneous. Like I can like clench my fists or like and i don't know what might happen after that you know that's interesting because i'm comfortable like when i get angry i don't get scared of it Mm. because before i got sober i would Mm. get so angry all the time Mm. because that's all i knew or that's the only feeling i can identify with Mm. so it was a level level of comfort in that like anger or like rage and like, uh, right? You know, like that was like, like my only way of expressing, you know, how I was really feeling, because mm. I didn't know how to tap into like crying mm. or like sadness or, it was either anger or joy. Mm. And that joy was like usually mass, you know, it was like fake joy. Yeah, like I was just like, uh, autopilot. Like yeah. I, I should be laughing right now, so I'm gonna laugh. Right? Yeah, you know? doing that one is really um, doing autopilot just mm-hmm. gets gets like 
I I feel that only that doesn't even serve yourself. Like, no. When you do that, you're kind of just lying to yourself. Yeah. You're just walking uh, around like a robot. Yeah. You're yeah. just like, okay, I should. This is how this I should be acting in this moment. I'm gonna act like this. Right. An yeah. actor. I'm an actor right? <laughs> right. All right. Let's do question two. What do you need from people? What do I need? Ooh. Oh, attention. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a podcast, for goodness sakes. <laughs> no, uh, yes. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I always want love and attention. Mm-hmm. Um, Um, yeah, love and attention. Okay. When do you, number three, when do you feel hurt? Oh, yeah, really, I like this one. I, um, not being understood. Mm-hmm. Not being understood and then not being able to explain myself. But, and I mean this, I'm coming from a place of like, uh, I, th- I think it's like when I get myself in a, a tailspin mm-hmm. um, and I kind of, I try and explain myself and it doesn't work. Like I get, I'm thinking of like confrontations with my sister in particular. Like I explain myself and it doesn't sound right, but it kind of, it's just like that lingering feeling of like, yeah, like eh, this doesn't make sense, but yeah. What is going on? Um, and then I try, I try to, I do, and I, <laughs> being misunderstood for me is kind of a trigger because um, dyslexia, like not being able to um, articulate f- uh, any, like not being able to speak mm-hmm. in a way, and and then getting shamed for like whether it's like reading in class and like falling on a word and being like, no, I tried my heart. And then it's like, no. Um, so uh, like that double whammy of like, I know I did something and, or like doing something wrong and then trying to explain it. And it's not explained well, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. um, that, that is kind of a real low point for me. Number four, who intimidates you? No one. (laughs) Uh, uh, Give me five minutes, I'll be scared. (laughs) Everyone. Uh, (laughs) No one, brother. Um, Let's, uh, I mean... It's... It's a weird time, like politically, that scares me. Um, uh, we were talking about guns before, yeah. Um, and it's it's all masculine stuff mm-hmm. too. Um, it's all fear. It's all yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> um. What really, like belligerent scares me. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm right, you're wrong. 
and I don't want to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Number five. When are you? When are you proud of yourself? Mm, I'm proud of myself. Um, I. I'm English and modesty is like a big thing. So like I kind of know when I'm like being a martyr <laughs> and being silent about it. But there are like those um it's when I catch myself doing nice things unintentionally. I'm like, "Oh, sh- whoa. I I did I I picked up the trash and put it in the bin." Um without the cue. Um <laughs> and I, I mean, going back to crying, yeah, I think that's that's definitely a place for me where I'm like, oh, hey, hey, Richie, you're doing good there. Um, I'm proud of myself. Like, also doing a day, you know, like doing a day and doing the things that I set up to do. That is a perfect day. Like when, it, and it's not like something that like, I've done the impossible task. I like do the little thing and I'm like, oh, I did it, you know? Um, and uh, being really honest too um, is something that I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, number six. <laughs> when do you feel like your most authentic self? Uh, yes. Um I dancing is a thing like I (laughs) I I can go to a club and go listen to the music and if I fall into the music I'm like like in this place and it's really just my body talking um well and that like spot where the brain goes away and um it's just and I'm not very good dancer. <laughs> You've seen me dance. Yeah, I've seen you dance. And uh, I will say I was not on my best form that night. <laughs> but I, I do like, I do think um, there's, uh, I, I, I like going to kind of um, a place where I'm not thinking too much. Um, and that can also be like driving, you mm-hmm. know, driving a car and be like, oh, I'm in, in this place, you know? Um, uh, so yeah. And I, I like, um, <sighs> this is, a, I was about to lie. I was about to say, oh yeah, being in nature, but I like the idea of being in nature and being like a one, but I don't, um, I think my my head kind of gets involved a lot of the time. Uh, And, I mean, I'm trying to harness that right now, writing at school. Um, That's kind of where I'm leaning, but... um, And I do do like that. Um, Also playing, you know, playing... playing, um, Even, like, banter with you um, is a place where I'm like... I love, I love the, the clown for me is so important. I'm a um, big fan of that. <laughs> I ironically, and well, not ironically, but on the topic, uh, a clown is asexual. It's mm-hmm. not male or, and um, so it comes from this place of innocence, which is essentially where is the fun and let's play with it. Like I'm looking at the clock over there. It's like, oh, it's silver. 
ah, oh, shiny, 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 shiny. And then there's a song there, like shiny, shiny, and whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, it's like looking at things through a kind of child's lens and being like, oh, okay, nice. Yeah. It's not, it's not a cupboard over there that is, I don't know what's inside there, but it that it's like what, yeah, it's interesting, you know? You, the curiosity comes from that. Um, so I kind I love, I love that I went to clown school and did this thing where I just like have this kind of like, oh, what's next? <laughs> Attitude. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I love clown. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to personally thank you for coming on our podcast and just yeah, being a part of it you. and having an open discussion about your uh, experience with masculinity. Um, thank you guys for listening to Walls Down Podcast. You could uh, follow us at our Instagram page, Walls Down, um, at IG. Uh, and then don't forget, rate and review us. Yeah. Um, we're live now. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, send us uh, your questions at uh, wa- the wa- or, sorry, walls down podcast uh, at gmail dot com. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, no, no. Go to school <laughs> <laughs> and don't do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, once again, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm Mike, and uh, that's all I got.